We'd like to welcome you all here today. And we'll begin the service. We'll sing number 311, I Am Coming, Lord. Number 311. like to welcome y'all here today. I'm just thinking about the song there that we sing, and he says, I hear thy welcome voice that calls me, Lord, to thee, for cleansing in thy precious blood that flowed on Calvary. And that's the call that each and every one of us can hear and what we can have. We can be called from God the Father and receive that new birth through Jesus Christ. I hear thy welcome voice. And I hope and I pray that that's in each and every one of us's mind this morning. And that is what we are seeking after, to hear that welcome voice that comes from Jesus Christ. And it for, Lord, to Thee, for cleansing in Thy precious blood that flowed on that cross, flowed on Calvary, so that you and I today can have that opportunity of eternal life Eternal life through God the Father and Jesus Christ. I hope that that's on our mind today. And I want everyone, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, and where you come from. I want you to understand today 
before we leave, how you can have that eternal life. And that what that eternal life is. And that we must put it all in if we want to be a part of it. We've got to have that new birth that we've gone over so much about recently. We have to have that. And then when we get that, then we can see victory. See victory in Jesus Christ. And that's what we all should be looking for today. There's not any one of us that would want to start this and fail. He talks about those, he says, count the cost. He talks about those that would go out to start some project, start some building, but not count the cost and then not have enough to finish it. But we need to all be looking to him and know that Jesus Christ is, has full faith, that we can have full faith in Him, and He has the power of God to give to us that we might finish this race, this eternal race that we are fighting today, that we can finish it in victory. So do not be discouraged about things. If we are not where we feel like we need to be, He says, go to God that gives to all men liberally and ask Him. And He will give it to us. That is a promise. He says, Ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Seek and you shall find. We talk about these things over and over. But I want us to all to understand it. I want us to all to have it written in our mind and written in our heart so that it is there that we can use, we can bring out of our treasure things new and things old. When Satan comes with the temptations and the trials that he has to bring against each and every one of us, we have the power of God that we can overcome. And that's what I want us to all think about today. And to let's be working, putting our full faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Because that's how we can have that salvation. That comes by repentance, by faith and repentance. And then that new birth will bring that new man, new spirit, and new works within you. The old works and the old man will be done away. But the new works and the new man will see victory in Jesus Christ. I believe we'll read some this morning in John. I want to start reading some in John in the fifth chapter. Let's start reading at the 19th chapter, 19th verse, the fifth chapter of John. And I know some of these scriptures that we have read many times in the last couple of years, and we've talked about it. But I want us to keep being encouraged with His words, what Jesus Christ has said, and how we can walk with Him. And I want us to know that and understand it. And I ask everyone here today to let's listen. Let's pay close attention to what He has. Because this is what eternal life, this, this will determine how you understand and how you go to God through Christ will determine your eternal salvation or not. That choice is there for us all to make today. So let's be reconciled to your will and let's be His will and let's be ready to do as He says. Start it 
at the 19th verse. Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, those also doeth the Son of Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. For as, as the Father raiseth up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. Now do we understand what he's talking about there? He says, for the Father loveth the Son. He loved him so much, but he loved us. So much he sent his only begotten son here. And then he gave him the power over all of Satan. And he says the son, as, as for the father loveth the son and showeth him all things that he doeth. He gave him the full power of God to be able to use while he was here. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. He had done some Miraculous things there. But he says there's going to be greater works than this. That you may marvel at the things that God will do here upon the earth. And what is that greater thing? There is one thing that stands out in my mind that was greater than all the miracles that he did here upon the earth. The, the healing. The raising from the dead. The giving the people the food. All of those things. But there was a miracle that took place greater than all of those. And that's when he gave eternal life. He was there preaching and teaching how that we could have that eternal life. And then when he, he overcame everything. And that blood that he poured out on Calvary that we sang about. And then he came out of the tomb victorious. God raised him back, raised him up. And he, the Son of God then, Jesus Christ, will quicken those who come to him. Will give them life, eternal life. And that is the greatest miracle that has ever been done. That is right available to each and every one of us today. That part of eternal life. That is available to each and every one of us today. For the Father raiseth up the dead. And quickeneth them. Even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. That was what I'm talking about. He quickens them. He gives them life. Those that he will. Now who's, who? it is God's will that all men be saved. But we have to take that upon ourselves. To go to him and to ask. And when we ask, he says, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. And the Son is there praying to God the Father for you and for me today. That we can, we can know him and we can accept him and we can have that new birth. And friends, if you don't have that within you today and you know that of a surety something is wrong don't continue on go to Jesus Christ that all men should honor the son even as they honor the father 
He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Now are we given the honor that we should to our Lord and Savior? The people in that day, they were rejecting him. They didn't want to hear the things that he said. They tried to find something wrong with everything basically that he did. They were rejecting him. And he said that men, that all men should honor the Son. And we should give him the honor and the glory today for what he has done. So that you might have that eternal life today. And even as they honor the Father. Now these people in those days... A lot of the Jews, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, and them, they wanted to feel like they were honoring the Father in their self-righteous ways that they were doing. But they were not showing honor to the Son. They wanted to put Him to death because He said that He was the Son of God. In this very chapter, He says, My Father worketh hither, and I work. And they looked upon that and they, they wanted to kill him because he had said that it was God was his father. But he knew who had, how he had been sent here to the earth. He knew the father. Man did not know the father. And he says there, if, if men, all men should honor the son, even as they honor the father, he that honoreth not the son, honoreth not the father which has sent him. Being very plain and clear to these self-righteous people there in that day. And what will it be in our day? Are we honoring the son as we should? He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come unto condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Now I want us to all to understand that. Everybody listen to that verse. You've got that opportunity to know that this is red letter words of Jesus Christ. These are words that He has spoken. He spoke to the people in that day. He is speaking it to us today. I want you to understand, He says, verily, verily. He wants your attention when He says that. He that heareth My word and believeth on Him that sent Me hath everlasting life. He that hears the word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, hears what He has said, how we can have that eternal life, what he, how He wants us to live our life, and believes on Him that sent me, believes that God sent Him, and that God was giving Him the understanding, the power, and the words to say, to give to each and every one of us, that we might live in accordance with His will. And believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come unto condemnation and won't come up there at that final day and be cast aside with the goats. He says, will not come and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed. From death unto life by believing on Jesus Christ. Listen to that carefully. Is that in our life? Is that what you want to believe today? Do you want to be a part of that? 
And it is more than just going out and saying a simple prayer and saying, yes, I'm saved now. It is believing, and he says, if you believe on me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my sayings. He said, if you hear my word and do my sayings, your house will be built upon a rock. It will be built upon salvation through Jesus Christ, that spiritual house. He says, if you hear my words and do them not, that is house, that spiritual house is built upon the sand and it will fall. There's nothing to it. And we will hear those words, depart from me, I never knew you, even after you're standing there saying, Lord, Lord. He says, many will come there and say that. But I will tell them, depart from me, I never knew you. But we've got that opportunity today to know him, just as he is saying here, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. The dead, now what's he talking about there? He's talking about the spiritual dead. Those that came here upon the earth. In that spiritual death, they were born with that. He says then, they... Now is when the dead shall hear the voice of God, and they that here shall live. Now I want you to know something about that when he says they that hear. There's something else that goes along with that. There's people there that he gives a parable there of those that hear the word and immediately they let Satan come and take it right out of their mouth, out of their mind. And it does them no good whatsoever. But he's talking about here. If we hear those words. And they that hear shall live. We hear it. And we furnish it good ground as he tells us in that parable. That those that furnish it good ground. When the seed falls upon it. When they hear the word. They take that word. And they use that word. They meditate upon that word. And they see the love of God in the word. And they see the power of God in it. And they use it so that then they can walk with Him. And that they can then have that eternal life. They shall live, He says, and not have died. Not ever see death, that spiritual death. Have it taken away. And when this body dies, when this body, the spirit goes out of that body, they just go right on into eternal life. Isn't that something to think about this morning that's being offered to us? That we can leave this body, this body we can lay it down and go right on into eternal life and see victory. Most people love life. They're here upon the earth. They want to keep that life as long as they can. And they'll do all manner of things to be able to keep that life. What will we do so that we can have eternal life? Do we put that much interest in that? 
Will we do the things that He is asking for us to do and live in accordance with His Word so that we can have eternal life? Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in Himself, so hath He given to the Son to have life in Himself, and hath given Him authority to execute judgment also, because He is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear His voice, and shall come forth. They that have done good... Unto the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil. Unto the resurrection of damnation. Again these are words of Jesus Christ. This is not something I'm making up. This is the words that Jesus Christ spoke. To tell the people. How and what his gospel. And the kingdom of God, how it was made up, and how you could be a part of that kingdom of God. Let's listen at that again. Let's read some of those words again. And hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he's the Son of Man. God the Father has given the authority to his Son to execute judgment on mankind. Now think about that. Do you know Jesus? What kind of judgment is He going to pronounce upon you by your ways that you live? And you say that has nothing to do with it. Well, just stop and, and go on down and let's listen and read a little bit about what He says. Marvel not at this. For the hour is coming into which all that are in the grave shall hear His voice. There will come a time when that happens. And you can read it, they will all hear his voice and rise, the righteous, to meet him in the air, to ever be with him. They will hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good, now listen, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. They that have done good. How can you and I do good in this evil body? There's only one way. That is having that new birth and the Spirit of God within it. And then the Spirit of God doing those works within you. It's not you that's doing anything that's good. And shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life been resurrected back to eternal life. Isn't that something to think about? That's what he's talking about. But then he goes right on and he, he warns these people. He tells them. He wants them to know what can happen. And they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Those that did not choose to repent. Those that did not choose to accept Jesus as their Savior. Those that does not have that, 
that spirit of the Holy Ghost, that comforter that he promised to send to them, that most miraculous miracle that has ever been performed here upon the earth when he sent that comforter. They that have done evil, they did not receive that unto the resurrection of damnation. Go over and read in Revelations about that. How did they are resurrected? And they come upon the breath of the earth there. And encamp around the righteous. And fire comes down and destroys them. And then they stand before God the Father in that great white throne. In Jesus Christ. And all that he says, all those that have done good unto eternal life. And all those that have done evil unto eternal damnation into the fire of brimstone. Now these again, these are words that's written in this book. Read it. But we've got an opportunity. Don't be discouraged about that. Jesus Christ came and died so that we can have eternal life. I want you to be encouraged with that. And know that that is for each and every one of us today. That they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. And that's what we need to have. That's what we must have. That's what we can have. Pay attention. Listen to the words that Jesus is writing, is, is telling us today. I can of my own self do nothing. And that's what I was talking about a while ago. Of our own self, we can do nothing spiritually. We can do nothing to secure eternal life. The only thing that you and I can do of our own self is accept Jesus. We can repent of our sins. And then we're able to receive from Him. And that we're able then to live in accordance with His life and see eternal life. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Now he was talking about himself there. He says of his own self, he can do nothing. But he was depending totally upon God the Father. God the Father to show him how to live here upon the earth. God the Father to show him what judgment to be done. And, and to do the will of the Father which has sent me. That is what Jesus was saying. If Jesus can do nothing of his own self that would be good, how do you think that you and I could do something of our own self that could be good? But he sent Jesus Christ here to overcome the world. And he did. And we can overcome it because he did. Because he lived. We can live. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. And again, I want us all to understand that we must bear witness that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. 
and believe upon God that sent him. There is another that beareth witness of me. And I know that the witness which he witnesses of me of true is true. Ye sent unto John, and he bare witness of the truth. But I receive not testimony from man. But these things I say that ye might be saved. This is the word of Jesus Christ. That you might be saved today. If we hear them, if we listen to them, if we take them into our heart and we believe on them. And have full faith and trust that what he has said he will perform. He sent unto, unto John and he bare witness of the truth. People believed in John, John the Baptist there and they went to him. They looked upon him as a prophet. He says, you believed on him. And he was the one that was bearing witness of the truth. He was the one that was saying that there would come one after him that was mightier than him. He was just one there going before him, preparing the way for Jesus Christ. People believed upon him. Now he says... But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say, that you might be saved. He's telling us that believe upon Him, believe upon God the Father and Him that sent Him, that you might be saved from eternal damnation. He was a burning and shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in, that, in His light. But I have a greater witness of that of John. For the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. He was begging, he was pleading, he was just telling these people, listen. He says, but I have a greater witness than what John had here while he was upon earth. For the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works I do. There is nothing that the Father gave him to finish, that the Father gave him to present to man that he did not do, that he did not live in accordance with that. The same works that I do. And he says, bear witness of me, friends. And I want us today to bear witness of the works, bear witness of his gospel, of his word. Of what it has said, what he says. That the Father has sent me. Do we believe that the Father sent this man, Jesus Christ? And do we believe that he has power to forgive sins? Do we believe that he has power to receive that Holy Ghost from the Father to give it to you? And the Father Himself which hath sent me hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard His voice at any time nor seen His shape. And you have not His word abiding in you. For whom He hath sent, Him ye believed not. 
Now again, he was talking to a group of people there. He was preaching and teaching to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, to the scribes, to whoever, these people that did not believe in him. He says, for the Father himself has sent me, hath borne witness of me. The Father sent him. The Father bore witness that he was doing a good work. He says that in one place. He says, Thou art my son, I am well pleased with thee. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And you have not his word abiding in you. These self-righteous people, he was just bringing that right to their mind. You have not his word abiding in you. For whom he has sent, him you believe not. Now we can look out throughout the world today and it can be right here among you. Do you truly believe upon him? You have not the world in so many cases, so much the teachings and preachings, has not the word of God abiding in it. Listen to His Word. For whom He has sent, Him you believe not. Now Jesus Christ's words are here. People today, there are denominations that is preaching things totally against His Word. And we go talk about this quite often. I want to warn you about it. Because He was warning these people right here about it in those days. You have not His Word abiding in you. For whom He has sent, Him ye believe not. If we truly believe upon Jesus Christ and all that He has said here, we will see that He condemns the world and the the lust of the things in the world, the pride of life, all of these things. He condemns that. But we can see it throughout the world there. Man, adhering to that. Man, bringing that right into his, into his life. And living that type of lifestyle. Going totally against the Word of God. Where God said it's abomination to live in this way. And man saying it's okay. Why? Because they do not have the Word of God abiding in them. Why? Because they have not believed upon Jesus Christ. If we truly believed upon Him, that is believing His Word, that's believing the God's Word, and living in accordance with that Word. We can't go out here and say, yes, I'm a Christian and live like the world all week long. Come back on Sunday and sit here in the church and say, yes, I'm a Christian. You know what God, you know what Jesus called those people? He called them hypocrites. He says, you are, look like that sepulcher. You're clean and beautiful on the outside, but what are you on the inside? And that's kind of what he's talking about here. You have not His Word abiding in you. For whom has sent Him? For whom He has sent Him ye believed not. Search the Scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. 
And they are they which testify of me. Search the scriptures, he says. Now in them, he says, you think you have eternal life. And again, he's talking to these people. Now we can, they, he says, you search them. And in, the, in your own mind, you think you have eternal life. And then he stops. And he says, now, and they are they which testify of me. The scriptures that you want to say that I am fighting against. He says, they're the very ones that testify of me. And his scriptures today are the very ones that testify of his gospel and of the word of God the Father that we should believe upon and that we should be a part of. And you will not come to me that you might have life. I don't want to be any part of that. I want to know and I want to come to him that I might have eternal life. I want to come to Him. Not something that man is telling me that you can enjoy this life and that you can do these things. And yes, we can enjoy. He says, I will give you joy. I'll give you peace. But we can't enjoy sin. If we see sin in ourselves, we are broken. We can't enjoy that at all. We are ready to get it out immediately. I receive not honor from men. But I know you. That you have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. And that's what, we better be careful with that. He talks about false prophets. He talks about those coming and deceiving. He says, let no man deceive you. And that's what he was warning these people about here. And you will not come to me that you might have life. Friends, let's don't let that be in any of us. Let's be searching and seeking how we can get closer and closer to Jesus Christ. How we can be a part of His Word, His work today. But I know you, that you have not the love of God in you, and He knows in each and every one of us today, He knows what is in our heart, what is in our mind. I don't know anything much about, I can see whether you bring forth fruits, righteous fruits. But I can't tell you what your condition is between you and God. You can't tell mine. <coughs> But I know this, that if we hear His Word, and we follow His Word, we walk with Him, then we can know Him. But I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from man, from God only? 
And we can see that through too much throughout the world today. That man is seeking honor from man. Not seeking the things of God. Not the honor that cometh from God only. And what is that? The honor that comes from God only. I want you to just think about what, how could God honor any one of us any more or any greater than to give us the new birth. To give, to send that Spirit of the Holy Ghost to us. How could He honor any one of us any more than to give us that? That's the greatest honor that could be bestowed upon any one of us. But man's going to look around and he wants to gain all kind of honor and glory from man. And it will all, when he leaves this world, he's going to leave it all behind. Every bit of it. And then what will he be able to have when he leaves here? Damnation. He says, seek the honor from God. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father There is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. Now, again, he's talking to this, this group of people that wanted to hold on to something else and not put forth and believe in Jesus Christ. He said, for if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? And if we don't believe the writings, believe the things that has been left here for us to read about it today, how will we have faith in him? That's what we have today. We have this word that is written. It has been translated into the languages, many languages that people can read it and that they can understand. He has promised to you. I will write it in your mind. I'll put my word, my laws, my commandments, my words, my truths. I will put it into your mind and in your heart. That's what Jesus has promised to us. If we have that faith in Him, He's promised that. And I believe. We can read through all the many, many things there. And Jesus would tell certain ones and he'd say, I believe. He'd say, do you believe? And do this. He said, I believe. And he said, then be it unto you as you believe. Do you believe upon Him today? Do you believe that He's the Son of God? Do you believe that He is there at the right hand of God praying for you? Do you believe that He can send, He can give you from God the Father that comforter, that joy, that peace? I know He can, friends. And I want you to be a part of it. And I want you to see victory in Jesus Christ. I want to read a little bit here. In John, in the sixth chapter. 
Jesus, starting here at the 20th verse, 6th chapter of John. Jesus had sent his, his men, and they were going in a sheep, a ship across the water. And they went on. Jesus was not with them. He had stayed behind. But as the night drew on, He was walking upon the water, coming to them. And they were afraid. What is this that is coming, walking upon the water, afraid? It would have been a very strange sight for us to look upon. But He said unto them, It is I. Be not afraid. That's what I want every one of us right now today. The words that we have heard here today and the things that He has promised to us. He says, It is I. Be not afraid. Hear my word. Believe upon me. And be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whether they want, want where they were going, whether they want. They were there toiling, working, trying to get to the other side, and were not making it. We can be toiling and working and trying to do things on our own and never make it. But they saw Jesus. And he came unto them. And he said unto them, Be not afraid. Don't be afraid of what Satan is casting in front of you. Don't be afraid of that. Just willingly receive Jesus into your life. And immediately, when we receive Him into our life, we truly do that. Immediately, we have that new birth to lead us from now on. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save the one whereinto His disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with His disciples into the boat, but that they but that his disciples went away alone. Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias, nine to the place where they did eat bread, after that the Lord had given thanks. When the people thereof saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus... Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. And he was chastising these people. He says, you did not seek me, you're not seeking me because of the miracles and the righteous work that you've seen, but you're seeking me because of the natural things that I was able to give to you. 
And then he goes on and he says, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth into everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Don't let that laboring for the things of this world is what he's saying. Don't let that be first and foremost in our life. Yes, we have to have certain things. We have to go out and work so that we can have the things that sustain life here. But he says, but for that meat which endureth into everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Now are you seeking that? Are you seeking that everlasting part? Is that what you're truly seeking after today? Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? That was a very good question to ask there. What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on Him whom He has sent. Does that sound familiar? That sounds like what we've been reading in the other place today. Believing upon Him that God the Father sent. That's how you can do the works of God. It's the only way. You can't do it on your own. Just as they were toiling and trying to get across that sea and could not make it. But when Jesus Christ entered into the ship, it immediately got there. And that's what He's talking about. This is the work of God that ye believe on Him whom He hath sent. Believe on Him. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then, that we may see and believe thee? What doest thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is He which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Now they wanted to look upon and see what, say what Moses had did in that day. But Jesus just wanted to bring and tell them very plainly what did actually happen there and what was happening today. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. God gave it to him, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. Now he's talking about that spiritual bread. They were talking about the bread, the manna that they ate gave there. He says, Moses, verily I say unto you that Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, not that eternal life, not that spiritual bread. He gave, they got bread there, that manna to sustain natural life. Jesus Christ was telling them there, now Moses didn't give you that spiritual bread that you could have that eternal life. 
But my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is He which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. That is the true bread. That is that spiritual bread that can give you eternal life. Can give this body life. This body that now is condemned to hell without that. But that true bread, spiritual bread, coming from God the Father through His Son Jesus Christ, and giveth life unto the world. For the bread of God is He which cometh down from heaven, Jesus Christ, and giveth life into the world. Unto the world. That's the life that He has. That's what Jesus Christ has to offer to all of those that want it. To every one of us. Then said they unto Him, Evermore give us this bread. That's good. That's what we should all be asking for. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. That he that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Now he's talking about now, friends, that spiritual part. And I know that we can have that. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And I know that these things are truths. I know that it's the truth of God. That if we believe upon Him, the Son of God, that was sent by God here upon the earth. He says, I'm the bread of life. Listen to Him. Walk with Him. And He says, I said unto you that ye also have seen Me and believe not. Let's go back to that 35th verse. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to Me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on Me shall never thirst. They, made a que- they asked a question. They said, Evermore give us of this bread. Now Jesus now was going to tell them what that bread was. And He did. He that cometh to Me shall never hunger. He that believes on Jesus shall never hunger spiritually. And shall never thirst spiritually. But then he turned right around and what did he tell them? But I say unto you that you also have seen me and believed not. Have we seen? Have we heard the word and believed not? Are we listening? Have we got that abiding in us? I don't want to be as these people and say, yes, give me that. And then Jesus goes right around and tells us that I've, you've seen these things, but you believe not. You've heard these things, but you believe not. All that the Father giveth, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me will I, I, he that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. All that the Father sees that will accept His Son. He says that. He says, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. When we repent and the Father sees that, 
He gives that new birth, that comforter to the Son, to give to those that come to Him, shall come to Me. And him that cometh to Me, I will in no wise cast out. Listen, that's a wonderful thing to think about. That Jesus is promising that. He says if we come to Him, and through God, He says, I will not cast you out. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of Him that sent me. I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of Him that sent me. And what was that? To go through everything for us. To be obedient to God the Father. To be obedient to the cross. To be resurrected to life. I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him that sent me. Now what are we? He says, follow me. Walk as Christ walked. Are we walking? And are we asking that we do the will of God? Not our will, but thine be done. That's what Jesus prayed. And that's what we need to have in our mind today. And this is the Father's will which has sent me. That of all which He hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And all that He has given to us, He will not lose it. He, as long as we want to work with Him, as long as we want Him, He is there for us. You can walk away. But as long as you are there and you are begging, you are down at the foot of the cross, Asking Him daily for your daily bread. He will not leave you. And that's where we need to be each and every day. And this is the Father's will that has sent me, that of all which He hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Raise it up. Remember we read there a while ago that they would hear His voice and come forth. And that's what I want to be able to hear His voice and come forth and be resurrected to life. There's some that will be resurrected to eternal hell. But we can be resurrected to eternal life. And this is the will of Him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life. And I will raise Him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at Him because He said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Now look over here. They were saying there, Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. But then when he started telling them where that bread was coming from, they didn't want to believe it. They had something wrong with it. Do you have something wrong with where his word is coming from today? 
It is His Word. It is His message. Do you believe that He has a messenger here today to be able to work with, to help you to understand His Word? Do you want to be like them? The Jews then murmured at Him because He said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this the son of Je- this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it he said, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up in that, in the, at the last day. And no man, we none of us, can come unto Him except the Father draw us to Him. And how does the Father draw us to Him? How are we drawn to the Father? By seeing that we are in a lost, eternally lost condition. And by repenting of our sins, having that broken heart, and seeing that now we are lost, then... The Father will draw us to Him. And I will raise Him up in the last day, says. It is written in the prophets, and they, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. He says, the prophets have prophesied of me. He says, every man that hath heard these things and hath learned of the Father, heard them and learned and believed of the Father, will come unto me. Do you believe that God the Father sent His Son? Not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God. He has seen the Father. None of us has ever seen God the Father. We have seen the works of Him. We have been able to receive the power of Him. But the only one that has ever seen God is the Son. Not any man has seen the Father save He which is of God. Jesus Christ was of God. He has seen the Father. And He knew the power of the Father. And He is showing that to us. And He has promised us that we can have the same. Verily I say unto you, He that believeth on Me hath everlasting life. He keeps bringing that up. He that believes on Me, Jesus Christ, hath everlasting life. Now, again, when we say we believe on Him, We say now that we are going to live in accordance with Him. That we are going to be able to receive that heavenly bread, that spiritually bread, spiritual bread, and that spiritual water. And that's the Word that comes from Him. Not on our own. And we can think and we can see how that, look, this is what man is teetering, this is what I need to be doing The words that we're reading and talking about here, that is old-fashioned stuff. This is a new time. I need to do different from what He is saying. 
This is stuff that was 2,000 years ago. We're living in a different time today. If this is the truth, and He condemned it in that day, it's the truth and it's condemned in our day. And we must walk with Him if we want to have that spiritual truth within us. Not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God. He has seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. Now he was telling them, and again I talked to you, told you that that manna that was sent down from them, that Moses was sent there with him from God. God was the one that sent it, but that was natural manna. That was something to sustain natural life. But now he's telling us here of how that that bread that Jesus, he says, I am the bread of life. My words, my life, my gospel will lead you spiritually. He says, your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. That manna did not keep them alive. This bread of life, Jesus Christ, will keep you alive spiritually is what He wants us to know. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven. That spiritual bread, that spiritual wisdom and knowledge that man may eat thereof and not die. That you may eat thereof and have eternal life, not die. What will we talk about in the very beginning of the service? That this body is going to die. We know that the Spirit is going to go out of this body. But we're going to lay, we can lay this body down. The Spirit of it go away and die. And we, our Spirit then can go right into eternal life. The natural Spirit, the Spirit of this natural body is what I'm talking about. Lay that down. But then that spiritual body, that part there that has eternal life, will spend eternity somewhere, either in damnation or either in eternal life with God the Father and all the righteous. And that's what he's saying there, that I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh. I will give for which I will give for the life of the world. Listen at that. I am the living bread which came down from heaven, Jesus Christ. He's saying, I am the one that can give you that eternal life and die not. He shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh. He gave His flesh on the cross, which I will give for the life of the world. He gave that flesh up on the cross so that the people all the world would have, etern- have opportunity of eternal life. You and I have that today. I want you to use it. 
I don't want to see anybody lost. And that's why I want you to understand that spiritual bread only comes through Jesus Christ. And then we must abide in it. We must live in it. I will give for the life of the world His flesh. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They didn't understand the spiritual part of it at all. All they were looking about was natural things. Is that in our mind today? Can you see what he's talking about? That we must eat of his flesh spiritually. We must live in accordance with the way he lived. And receive his flesh. Receive him as the Son of God spiritually. That's the bread that we must have. And the power of God. That will then have us to walk as he walked. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you, and except we truly accept him, and we truly live by him, we have no spiritual life in him. We have none of that in ourselves if we do not do those things. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Listen again how wonderful that is. Whosoever eateth my flesh. And drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my, my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. And all these things that he's talking about, eating his flesh is just believing in him, and then following through with it. Hearing His Word and living in accordance with it. That's what He's talking about when He says, Eat of His flesh is believing upon Him. Drinking of His blood. Living in accordance with how He would have us to live. As the living Father hath sent Me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth Me, even he shall live by Me. He lived by the Father. He lived by the Word of God. That's what he's saying. He lived by the Word of God. These, as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Now, if we live, we hear His Word and do them, we're going to live in accordance with His Word. This is that bread which came down from heaven. The Spirit. The life. He says, that's what came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever, friends. 
He that hears the Word, he that believes in Jesus Christ, believes that He is the Son of God, and He gave His life for us. These things said He in the synagogue as He taught in Capernaum. Many therefore of His disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying, and who can hear it? Listen. Is that in our mind today? That this is a hard saying. And who can live in accordance with that? Not a single one of you can live in accordance with it without having that bread that comes from heaven. That's the only way that you can live with it. It's having that bread that he's talking about. Eating of that bread and drinking of that blood. Then you can see that it's not a hard saying. Many therefore of his disciples when they heard this said, this is a hard saying. And who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured it, he said unto them, that this offend you? Has his word offended you today? Are you offended at his word? His truths. What if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where He was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are Spirit and they are life. I want you to everyone understand that. Listen carefully to that. What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where He was before. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. It is the Spirit that giveth life to you spiritually. The flesh profiteth nothing. It is just a tabernacle that we have here that we can live in. But it will profit nothing spiritually. But we can use that tabernacle here while we're here. And let it be holy by being filled with the wonders of God, the wonderful works of God. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray Him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come to me except it were given unto him of my Father. And from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. They knew they thought that they knew what was best. That they had a way that they knew better than what Jesus' words were. And they went back and they walked no more with Him. His disciples, people that were there, believing. Now listen to what Jesus said. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, His very closest friends. He didn't go out and say, Look what, we've got people leaving. What have we got to do? We've got to get some entertainment. We've got to do something to keep people. He had taught the simple and the pure words of God the Father. And that is what is being taught here today. He said, will you go away also? 
Then Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And I know that the words of eternal life have been spoken here today and preached and taught to you. And I want you to be able to accept it. Just as he did. And we believe, Peter went on to say, and we believe and are sure that Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that's who I want you to put your faith and trust in today. Him. Not me. I am just a servant of His that is speaking and teaching His Word as He would have it to be taught. These are His words. Believe on Him and do not be offended. But draw closer to Him. And be as Peter said when he said, Will you go away also? Peter said, To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Let's be at one with Him. Be at one with God the Father. And let's see victory in Jesus Christ. We'll bring this to a meeting to a close we'll sing number 335 is my name written there number 335 
I present you to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. And may the Lord receive you. That question, that song. Lord, my sins are many like the sands of the sea. But thy blood of my Savior is sufficient for me. The promise that we've talked about today. And he's offering, is my name written there is the question that we need to be asking. On a page, white and fair, is my name written there? And it can be with each and every one of us. Your name can be there. Be encouraged in it. Don't let Satan push you down. The power of God is available through Jesus Christ. Let us pray. To God the Father, we thank You for the wonderful words of exhortation that You have given us today. The wonderful encouragement of how we can have that eternal life and that we can be at one with You, the Father and the Son. And God, I just beg that You be with everyone that is struggling today spiritually that their eyes are opened and they are able to see and to be at one with You and Your people here upon the earth. God, be with us in the upcoming days to be able to encourage one another in Your Word and to show us what You'd have for us to do with the things that You've entrusted into our hands that we can use them to help others. God, be with me. And be with all of those that are here at Shiloh today and that will hear this message to help them to become closer to You. We ask these things all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.